Dad. I feel rather like Mozart. Hey, Stewie, play Haydn. <laughs> now play Handel. Play Peter Griffin. Ah, now that is a challenge. Mock me. But it wasn't Stewie who was laughing at me. It was God. Two friends in a movie. 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 Big Man is With Sister and Matt. Big Man is Stop being so excited. Stop being so excited. It's our 50th show. 50. My friend is exciting. That is exciting. I am so happy that we started this journey 17 years ago, you and I, on this show. (laughs) On this show. And we finally made it to 50. Our three podcasts a year finally started adding up. And here we are. I think um, we did more podcasts in the month of October of 2020 than we did of all of 2017. I think 2017, we did like three podcasts. We always say this, we never check, but I think it was like three or four podcasts through the whole year. The whole year. Um, uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm happy that we're doing this. I'm very happy with the show. I, I'm, I'm very happy that I get to talk to you all of the time about movies. Oh. But also, you know... I have I, I have to say I'm very happy that we made it to 50 because I love the show and you I love doing thought. it with you. I didn't think it. My no wife didn't think it. No. No one believed in us. No one believed in us. Here, we, here are. we are. Big 5-0. 5-0. And today is extra special. Oh, yeah. Special treat for the oh, audience. Yeah. So let me introduce ourselves. I'm Matt. That's 6 That's right. He's 73 years old. Oh, fuck I'm 38. Off. We come from very different backgrounds. We're still on Zoom because of the crap demic. And that's that. So yeah. today. The end. <laughs> the end. Thank you for joining us for our 50th. This was a great episode. Good night. Good night. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. <laughs> Cue the music. Um, so, uh, we we've done what we said we were we were going to do, and I for one, am so excited, so happy to do this fiftieth episode where we've been at each other's throats about one movie or another since we started this whole thing. Like, watch this fucking movie; it's great. And then the other one has been like, you know what? No. <laughs> I'm not going to do that so much. 
And finally, for our 50th episode, we're here forcing each other to watch a movie that the other, the other did not want to watch. Forcing it. We forced the issue. It was the only way it was going to get done. It's the only we way. We made a pack. This is kind of like an old school movie versus movie type episode. Kind of. Sixto watched my favorite movie. And I watched Sixto's terrible, terrible movie. Right. Um, so... Favorite movie? No, I didn't give you my favorite movie because you, I think, automatically would have been like, I'm not watching this. Number one, my favorite movie is four hours long. Number That's two is three and change. <laughs> number two is Japanese. But the, my favorite movie has like a like an intermission in the middle. Like go go get up and pee. <laughs> Come back later. And uh, and it's in Japanese and and um, it's in black and white. Like you would have never, like you would have been no. like, I'm not, I don't care. We're not doing the show anymore. You just talking about it has maybe lost interest. <laughs> I don't even care about your synopsis anymore. So for our hundredth episode, we'll do <laughs> we will do the undoable. <laughs> yeah, you will do it by yourself. <laughs> for a hundredth, Matt, a hundred. Listen. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. We're never gonna get to a hundred. <laughs> we're never. We're never gonna watch your Japanese black and white stupid twelve-hour movie. It's not stupid. I'm sure it's it's not good. It's one of the most influential films ever made, ever in the history of mankind. I don't believe you. Well, you don't have to. This is whatever. Anyways, the point is, let's get on with what Matt made me watch because I want to get out of this before right, we get first? into Matt. So and this is how this is. And at the end, I have a little thing I want to say, because we're not going to interrupt each other while we're talking about each other's movies. Right. But seeing both movies, there was a fun, slight connection to them. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, right. My movie for Mr. Toe was the fantastically made Tom Green hilarity Freddy Got Fingered. Please, though, take it away. All right. Um, Freddy Got Fingered is a movie about a uh, 28-year-old, which he keeps reminding us he is 28, um, that can't seem to get his shit together, but he, wa he wants to make uh, a cartoon. So uh, the movie I'm starts in. with him going into California, to get his movie done. And, uh, um, you know, he doesn't do it right. They don't like his idea. And uh, he has to come back home. And then this uh, hilarity, in quotation marks, ensues. And he finds his way back. So uh, the, 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 that's the basic premise. In more detail, um, he shows up at a... Uh, his father is like really hoping that he gets the fuck out of the house because he's 28. This is a 2000, a movie from the year 2000. So understand the, the social more. structure of, of, of the, of, of the world then where people were more usually like, get the fuck out of my house. You're 21, go get a job. Uh, it was after the Clinton years when there was a lot of money to be made. So, you know, a 28 year old living at home was not very usual back then. Um, also, uh, uh, so he leaves, he goes to the office where they make the cartoons. Um, 
and uh, he tells, uh, uh, what's her name? What's her name that plays the, the receptionist? Betty? No, the, the, actual, the actual actress from E.T. Oh, uh, what's her real name? Yeah. Come on, from E.T. I don't know her real name. Firestarter. Uh, Charlie's Angels. Uh, I got Charlize Theron in my head. That's absolutely not her name. And I got Winnie Paltrow stuck in my head. But the point is, he tells the receptionist that um, the, the, the boss of the company's wife is dead. So she gives him, she gives him the uh, where, what restaurant he's Drew Barrymore. He's, Drew Barrymore, thank you. He tells Drew Barrymore, you know, how, uh, um, where restaurant he's in and she, he goes, he shows the cartoons. The guy tells him, look, there's no story here. These are just stupid cartoons. You're a good artist, but give me something. You got to get into the animal. So he finds out that animal on the road and he gets, cuts him open and gets inside of him and gets hit by a truck. Um, and then gets, goes back home because he didn't want to work in the cheese sandwich factory. Jeez. Which is actually funny, um, and um, and uh, uh, <laughs> then goes through a, a number of adventures. His friend breaks his leg, so he meets a girl at the at the hospital that's on a wheelchair, but she really wants to make this work. So you know, uh, uh, she she's a rocket scientist, according to her. She wants wheelchairs to have rockets in them and suck his cock. That's all she wants in life. And he continues to act like himself. And um, at the end of the movie, his father and him get into a giant fight uh, because uh, Tom Green's character says that his little brother got uh, molested by his father. So he got fingered. So his brother, Freddie. So his father gets... Uh, uh, taken away and uh his father gets taken away and uh um oh his brother gets taken away sorry his wife his father his mother leaves his father and as his father's entire life gets destroyed here comes uh <clears throat> sorry here comes uh uh, uh freddie and says you know sees his girlfriend gets a job Finally, in like a mundane job, sees his girlfriend on a on a on a wheelchair with rocket power and gets inspired to go and do his cartoon. Now his father comes into the cartoon <laughs> office because his father's life has been destroyed, and um, uh, makes the 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 CEO of the cartoon company because that's why he is a CEO apparently. Um, give give Freddie a million dollars to make the cartoon because of his father. And uh you know they go to Pakistan for some reason because his father's always saying <laughs> is always saying like if you been if you were in Pakistan you've been making soccer balls since you were eight or something of the sort. And uh they go to Pakistan, they get captured, they get returned, he marries the girl that he loves. The end. That now is in America. So, <laughs> here's my thing. 
Here's the thing. You were so I've, amazed you have no words. I've never liked Tom Green. That's not true. Let me rephrase that because that's absolutely not true. I always liked Tom Green in very, very, very small doses. So when he was in Road Trip, he was great because he shows up like he books and he bookends the, the whole movie. And it's very little and he does his stupidity and he's fine. But then, but I'm gonna tell you something about this movie. Tell me about 15 minutes into this movie. 15 or 50? No, 15. One in five. I had fucking enough of Tom Green. <laughs> Just fucking, fucking enough of fucking Tom Green. And I'm gonna tell you exactly why. Because there is, look, there is an air to this movie to like something Kevin Smith might have made like there's some sort of that in that mix like if it was a drink it might be like two parts Tom Green one part Kevin Smith one part MTV and I think that's how you make that drink but um so and you know I love Kevin Smith we've talked about him before a million times but uh he when he's going to California there's a scene where he's driving Mm -hmm. And he sees a horse get an erection. Mm -hmm. And he gets off of the car and he starts jerking off the horse. Now, look, is, is that funny? funny? Is that funny? No. I thought it was funny. But is it Tom Green? Yes. And this is exactly why I couldn't, I, I had enough of this movie 15 minutes <laughs> in. Because the, the, the idea of funny to Tom Green, and grant you, I will grant you, this is the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So the Shaq comedy was, he kind of, he didn't invent it, but he invented that level of Shaq in Shaq yeah, comedy. Yeah, he, he right? only took it a step too far. Right. And so, like, I can understand back then, and even now I can understand how some of the things that he was doing were great, but fuck if I just had enough of that motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking 10 minutes in the movie, I had enough of him. 15 minutes into the movie, I was texting Matt, like, fuck this movie. I just I had enough. But instead of talking of all the negatives, I will give you the things that I really liked about uh, this the, movie. the three pages of positives you have. I have about I had uh, literally two notes right here, one and two. Uh, here's the two things that, that I like. It's more than two. I'm kidding. Number one, I've forgotten that Tom Green can skateboard like a motherfucker. <laughs> Him and um fucking what's his name Tony Hawk used to go Tony Hawk. Yeah, and I, I completely forgot. And I, I watched the beginning of this movie and I was like, holy shit, Tom Green, he's skateboarding like a motherfucker. And he's great at it. So that was fun to watch, but that was even funny to watch, like the whole skateboarding through the mall and the, and the mall cops bumping into everybody. Okay. Um, uh, most of the things that happened between then when he comes back, I fucking hate it so much. I hated Drew Barrymore's reactions. I couldn't understand why she was in the movie. And then I remember that they were married for like two and a half days. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, this is why she was in this movie. He put him in um, Charlie's Angels. He had to put him in Freddy Got Fingered. Right. Uh, and fuck if she doesn't regret that every day of her life. Um, um, but when he comes back, the little kid, what, what's the little kid, the neighbor's kid? What's his name? I want to say it's Timmy, but it's David Timmy, or something. Tommy, something like that. It's Tommy. That kid is fucking hilarious. He is. 
and everything that happens to that kid made me legit laugh out loud and turn it back because I had to rewatch it. So to, uh, Fred, uh, what's his name? Tom Green gets back home and he, the kid is so excited to see him. It's like, hey, you back home. And legit runs right into the fucking car and gets knocked the fuck out. Fucking incredible. That little kid deserves an Oscar. He was the best thing about that movie. He was the only thing I liked about that movie was that little kid. Um, uh, I actually, this is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to point out, but I actually laughed at this. Uh, um, <laughs> when Tom Green goes to visit his friend at the, at the hospital, mm-hmm. he meets the girl in the wheelchair that he falls in love with. Mm-hmm. Betty. And Betty and she's like flipping cups or whatever and they're flirting and that was fun and then they're talking about like working in the hospital and Tom Green is like it must be amazing working here and she goes no not really people die of cancer here and it was so fucking deadpan that I that I can't even hold it in right now it's horrible but that's why it was funny because it was so horrible and real in that ridiculousness you say something real realistically horrible you're like oh oh my goodness that's <laughs> got real that's horrible <laughs> Um, and, um, the, the only other part where I actually laughed out loud was somewhere in the movie. I mentioned that she gets her racket chair going Mm -hmm. and they put her in the news and there is like a graphic of her rocketing away and it's a cutout of a still image of her on the wheelchair with fire getting smaller is like the most is the most simple effect that anyone could do and that shit made me laugh because i was like what the fuck just happened with this movie but um look every time the kid got hurt it was fucking great every time he was great every time he got hurt it was very creative it was very funny it was very fun um and uh the dad was good of course uh, there were p- parts where I legitimately had a problem, legitimately like the Freddie is fingered, but Freddie's like 25 years old, and the the lady, the 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 um, therapist that's talking to to Tom Green and the parents goes to pick him up and be like, "You're safe now. You don't have to do this." And they take him away and put him in a ch- molested children's hospital, mm-hmm. and I was actually angry about like i was legitimately angry at seeing a molested children's hospital as a joke i understand what you're gonna say we don't the joke the joke is that he's 25 and the the joke is that he's 25 but that shit was not funny i I didn't care the molested child hospital i don't care child molestation is not funny i don't care it's just not um and I actually got angrier when Tom Green destroyed his father's life. And his father still loved him and was like, I'm proud of you. I was like, I would have fucking murdered that kid. I would have murdered him. I don't care. At that point, I was so over it. But all in all, the movie, you, you shouldn't watch it. You should uh, definitely watch it. Hey, hey, this is my review, not yours. You shouldn't watch this fucking movie. I went as far as looking in Rotten Tomatoes because I wanted to prove to Matt that I'm not crazy. You are crazy. And that this movie is a fucking absolute piece of shit. I'll never believe you. 
And uh, the, <laughs> you will never believe me. Okay. The Rotten Tomato score for this movie is 100. Is, the tomato meter is 100. Is 10%. You miss, you look, you're misreading it. There's a zero there. 100%. 10%. And the audience scores is 56, which is better than I would think it, would, it should be. I'm more in line with that 10 <laughs> With that ten percent, is more where I fall in this movie. So if I have to give it toes, you gotta do it because I have to. I would give this movie a half a toe. Half a toe, and that half a toe represents the You're three mean. times I joke. I laugh. The, the five times I laugh out loud. Three of those times were because of the little kid that got hurt, um, and two of them. This is this is in vain with something like basketball. Like, have you ever seen basketball? I love basketball. This is where this fall, except basketball is actually funny. This is more like Tom Green being obnoxious, annoying, and too fucking visually loud to enjoy. Uh, but if you like Tom Green, I love I'm him. sure... If, uh, yes, I'm sure you do. And if you like um, childish comedy that even to a child is childish because that's I what happened with Tom Green when, when, when Tom Green came out uh, I was like 16, 16, 17 and even I was like alright huh? he didn't come out in 1971 shut up, I was like 16, 17 when Tom Green came from Canada and I was like uh, uh, this guy, I don't, I'm good I'm good with this uh, but uh, the movie gets half a toe if you like Tom Green, I think this movie gets about four toes. Um, but that's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Moving on. So Sixto, I guess he figures that since I'm working from home, I have 12 hours to waste on a movie. That's right. So he sends me Amadeus. That's right. I can only find the director's cut, so that's what I watched. That's why it was like three fucking hours long, because Amadeus is like... <laughs> I don't know if it was the one, but I couldn't find it anywhere. All I could find was the one that was the director's cut. Okay. I watched three hours of Amadeus. Now, going into this, I knew nothing about this movie. Nothing. All I knew was a 6 0 pick, and it was probably going to be terrible. Um, it's made in 1984, but it's a period piece about Mozart, basically, told through somebody else. So it's someone else telling you about Mozart's life, basically. Salieri. Salieri. So he's the, so this is olden times in the kingdom and is a, a, a royal composer for the music of the kingdom. Um, and he's in charge of making music. He's in charge of finding music, finding composers, all that nonsense. So they find Mozart, and Mozart's brilliant. We all know the story about Mozart. He's a br br brilliant kid. And Salieri has always been, I want to say, jealous of Mozart because Salieri tries so hard and is mediocre, where Mozart seems to just be a genius and it just flows out of him. Like he works hard on the music, 
Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was, I'm, I'm gonna let me pause you because Salieri wasn't mediocre. Salieri was in the movies in charge of like the music department in Vienna. Like he's not mediocre. He's, he's just not. Mediocre, not but I mean, compared to Mozart, his music will never be the heights of what Mozart could do. Um. So I think that's why he's he's a little jealous of how easily it comes to Mozart. Uh, and he just makes opera after opera after opera. And as the royal kingdom seems to enjoy him more and more, and his fans enjoy him more and more, he starts to think outside the box and really start thinking of these crazy ideas. And Salieri tries to undercut him and go behind his back and tell the kingdom that he's going crazy and he's doing all these things we don't like to do. So they try to stifle him so he can't um, make the things he wants to. And the, 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 the empire gets involved and they change his music and he gets all mad. Um, and he's a clown. Mozart's a clown. He drinks a lot. He chases women. He makes fart jokes. He uses obscene language, which is all stuff that you don't do in the royal kingdom. So he's more of like an outcast and he can't get a job and they can't find money. And his wife is starting to get annoyed because they can't pay the bills. And it goes on like that. <laughs> I fell asleep for six hours of it. I woke up. It's still two hours into the movie. Now, <laughs> there's one point in the movie. It's starting to get, the, the beginning was kind of slow. After all the characters are introduced and you really get into what Mozart's doing, it gets better. Uh, it's, it's funnier than I thought it was. Um, the principal from Ferris Buell Days Off is the king. Mm -hmm. I that was funny. I didn't expect to see that guy in this. Um, <laughs> then about I don't know a little more halfway into the movie he starts doing all his operas and it's a lot of opera the first five minutes I was like alright this is cool after five minutes I'm like alright it's opera I don't care about opera I don't want to see a half hour more of this but Amadeus thought differently and they made me watch another half hour of opera and that really, like, it was like a roller coaster. Like, oh, we're getting good, we're getting good. Oh, and then the opera card had killed it to me. And then near the end, it kind of saves it a little bit. Um, his wife left him. She comes back. Salieri has finally realized how great Mozart is, but it, Mozart's on his deathbed. So it was too late to really find out. And they're working on this great opera, which everyone thinks it's brilliant. And his wife comes back, kicks Salonari out, they have a big fight, Mozart dies. And then you go back to the present, because this is all taking place, this is someone telling, so is telling a priest this story. Mm -hmm. is much, much older when he's telling the story than when it actually happens. Mm -hmm. so they cut back to the end, is old, he's in the, the hospital with the priest, and the very last scene, He's going down this hallway and you see all these crazy people locked up, chained to the walls and stuff. And it makes me think, was Salinardi telling the truth or was he just crazy in this mental institution and he just thought all this really happened 
even though none of it did. Uh, so the last part was interesting. It made me think a little bit, like, oh, maybe this, this is more clever than I thought it was. But overall, it was, if Freddy Got Fingered is Mozart, Amadeus is Salieri, and it's mediocre. It was okay. I liked the guy who played Mozart a lot. I thought he did a really good job. I liked his laugh. He's very likable too. He's very yeah. likable. His laugh just like it was just, <laughs> yeah, it was just like so over the top but made it good. Um, yeah. The kingdom part I thought was a little boring. Like I said, the operas, I could have dealt with five minutes to get the gist of what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the director's, I, I think you got that, and I'm sorry to break in, but I think you got that because you unfortunately watched the director's cut. Probably. And I think that's when the director like indulged. He was like, let's put more and more of this. When he's like, I got it. It's an opera. Let's go. Because in the regular movie, they show very little parts of the opera, you know? Um, if this, Maybe I would have saw the non-director's cut. I would have liked it more. I, I thought this movie was an hour too long, maybe even a little more than that. Um, and maybe in 1984, it would have been better. But the story of Mozart, not like it was in movies, but I've heard it a hundred times. I know what happens. So I don't know. It was decent. If I had a, a rating scale of toes to give it, two and a half maybe. Maybe almost three, like not quite three, but approaching three. It was mediocre. Like there was nothing that I took away from the movie where I was like, oh my God, that is funny. Or anything anything crazy. Like it was entertaining and I watched the whole thing, but there would be no reason for me to watch it again. There's no reason for me to five years from now, I'm like, Oh, remember that scene in Amadeus? I'm like, no, I don't. Well, um, since this is the end and I can't jump in, I jump think in. I think that um the point of the movie is much less about is is much more about being Salieri and being somebody that's jealous of somebody else mm-hmm. and realizing how you're while you admire somebody, you might hate them because you don't have what they have. You might cost them enough damage to destroy them, not realizing that what you have for them was praise and not necessarily <clears throat> uh, the, the, what they show in the movie, which is a lot of, of, of jealousy. You know, um, To be very honestly fair, in real history, Salieri and, and Mozart were not counterpart like they never they never fought each other in that way and Salieri was a big fan of Mozart and vice versa they were very good friends because they were very musically gifted but Salieri wasn't in charge of fucking Mozart over you know like this is drama for the movie um but that's much more than this needs to be like I think this this story is much more about repercussions and understanding than it is about the opera and I think that you unfortunately suffered from watching a director's cut of this movie. I didn't think they picked the lane. I think they wanted to be all over the highway. We want to mm-hmm. tell this, this, this emotional story about jealousy 
and envy and all this stuff. Genius. We want to kind of be funny about it, but we mm. also kind of want to be music about it. And like it was, it was all over the highway. It was too imbalanced for you. Yeah, like you want to make a funny parody of Mo Mozart. Great, make a funny parody of Mozart. You want to right. tell this deep emotional story about Mozart. Great, tell that story. Like it, it, it jumped around too much. The, it was hard to get serious in, into it because as they were getting serious, then they would start joking about it. Then they would get serious and then they would start joking about it. So it was hard to tell how deep the movie really wanted to go. And that's why I like the ending, I think, kind of saved it for me, is that how accurate was his memory when he was telling mm -hmm. the story, which mm -hmm. kind of forgave a lot of the the nonsense throughout the movie is that he's this old crazy man now and maybe his memory of what happened isn't perfect. Right, or isn't even, even may not even be true. Yeah, it might not even be true. Right, right. But it took too long to get to that point. <laughs> I'm sorry that you only found the director's cut. I, I really am, but to be fair, um, I couldn't find a, like a subscription-based version of Freddy Got Finger. Like I was hoping it would be on Hulu mm -hmm. or on YouTube for free because I have YouTube, you know, red or whatever. And I had to rent it for $3. So I think it evens out. You, you watch three hours, I pay $3 for a movie that should have been thrown in the garbage. So I think we're even. <laughs> so remember, Freddy yeah. Got Fingered, Six Toes. <sighs> You heard it here first. It's a hilarious, hilarious, hilarious movie. I don't think that that's what I would say. Although I would say that your review of Mozart, I would, what I would counterpart that with is, is an incredibly, it, on the surface, on one watch, I don't think you could grasp you, not everybody else, just you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> grasp really the the simplicity of, of what the story is about in its complexity and you gotta remember it's a night movie made in 1984 yeah that's true i mean the pacing is completely different yeah, today that's, and that was a big right. thing is that it's very slow to tell yeah yeah, story. yeah 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 um which was another thing that got to me is that we get the idea let's let's move along yeah right like i understand you spend millions of dollars on these sets but I don't care. Let's get to the point. Like, but, you know, yeah, but in 1984, it's like, no, 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 no. You're going to show every inch of this yeah. hallway because we paid for it. So show it. Uh, so, but it, like I said, all kidding aside, it's a decent movie. It's not a terrible movie. It's not a fantastic movie. It's a decent movie. Mm -hmm. If you're bored one afternoon and you want to watch something that's, I guess has a cult following. Um, I, I would check it out. Um, I think it's an Oscar winner. You talk about Oscar like cult following. I think that movie won an Oscar. Well, then it's got more of a following than maybe I realize. Um, it's a rainy Saturday afternoon type of movie. It's not a yeah. movie I'd be like, I'm going to cancel my plans and watch Amadeus. No, no, no. And by the way, and, and I will agree with you. Do not watch the director's cut. I watch the director's cut because I love the movie. And even I'm like, oh, it's the director's cut. I'm going to go cook while, <coughs> while this is happening because it's way too long. Yeah. 
But you might, I mean, if you're watching it first time, maybe somebody else might enjoy it a little bit more. Maybe the director's cut is the way to go. I don't know. As far as Freddy Got Finger, I think it's a movie that if you have the patience, if you like Tom Green, or if you like that kind of, that, that brand of, of incredibly immature and stupid comedy, and I'm not, that's not an insult. I think I'm branding it because that's what it's meant to be. That's exactly what it is. It's immature, out of the box type of. Right. Play. It's not jokes. It's, it's shock value. It's, right, right. You got to take away all your expectations. Yeah, yeah. You all your problem with society. You can't be PC about this movie. No, absolutely you not. Remember, this is just a stupid movie that's right. not real. Being right, stupid. Right, and and if you if you have an afternoon where you have absolutely nothing to do and you're willing to risk watching this movie, and I'm saying that honestly because I think the the level of patience you have to have for this movie is the level of patience that you need to have for this movie. So like one day you might watch it and be like, fuck this movie 10 minutes in, but another day you, the same person might watch it and be like, all right, let me watch it through. Um, It's like watching basketball once again. Like you have to have a level of patience for basketball because it's not a good movie. It's just a bunch of stupid lines strung together by what they call a plot. So, you know. (laughs) Plot is very thin. Right. So, um, um, yeah, I, I would say, I, I mean, I honestly, I'm being very honest, I wouldn't recommend Freddy Got Fingered ever. But if you if you want to try it, it's like trying a shot of something. You, like, it's, I don't know. I try a shot of something. Try a shot of, of vodka. If you like the Tom Green show back in the 90s, you'll like this yeah. movie. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. If you hated it, You'd hate this movie. That's basically what it is. It's just one right. long episode. It's of- one long episode. And and the Tom Green show shouldn't have been a half an hour. And this is two and a half hours. This is a, an hour and 50 minutes. So, you know, there you go. At least it's short. You know? It was and, 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 it's, it's a quick hit. Yeah, it's an hour and 30, an hour and 30, an hour and 40, something like that. Um, the good news is that next week we're doing actual fucking comedy. Next week, I am so... I'm so excited to watch this movie. Oh. I was looking on Twitter, and a bunch of the comedians I follow got a sneak peek at this movie, and they all have said it's the funniest thing they have ever seen. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so ready for Borat 2. Borat uh, motherfucking 2. Which has a really long title that I'm not going <laughs> to... Part <laughs> two is all you need to say. Yeah. So uh, that's on Netflix. It's going to be released to Netflix. I mean, Amazon, sorry. Not Netflix, Amazon. Amazon by, the way, by the way, speaking of comedies in Amazon, speaking of comedies in Amazon, Amazon just bought Coming to America Part Dukes. I saw. And we're going to fucking do that too because you have to, because we love Coming to fucking America. As a matter of fact, Eddie Murphy. As a matter of fact, what we should have done is probably do Borat 1 as a, as a quick review and then do Borat 2. But Borat 1, everybody knows. Maybe everybody we should knows. do... We yeah, maybe we should... Real quick before we go into... Borat before we go, two. yeah. But, but, for, but, but for Coming to America 2, we should do a two-week special because I don't think Coming to, Amer- Coming to America is way too old and I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, so maybe we could do a Coming to America like, Part 1, part Coming to America Part 2. Right, right, right. Do a review of part one so that people refresh people's memories. Sexual chocolate. 
Um, speaking of Sasha Baron Cohen, yes, and Netflix, he's in a thing called The Trial of Chicago Seven, I believe it's called. It's not, I think a so. Yeah, it's on not. Netflix. I hear really, really good things. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it on the podcast, but you should do yourself a favor and check it out. Yeah, I've heard incredibly good things about that too. Uh, Fargo is also out if you have a couple of hours uh, to catch up, it's five episodes in. You can catch up with it. Fargo is always fucking gold. Yes, it's been great so far this season. I've caught up. I'm also watching The Boys. I'm about three or four episodes in. Boom. That's really good. Boom, boom, boom. You want reviews on The Boys? Go to my other podcast, Pop Nerdum, and on YouTube, and go watch our reviews of those episodes of season two. It's just three episodes reviewing the whole season. Pop so, Nerdum. There you go. Uh, and yeah, thank you for, for coming in and listening to us talk about movies that we both hated. <laughs> thank them for stopping by. But I didn't yet because thank you for giving us 50 episodes, even though really uh, not a lot of people listen to us. And this is honest. I think for one person that listens, that is not the two of us. I'm so grateful. And Very I'm so grateful. grateful that everybody comes by and 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 checks us out and gives us pointers and mostly our friends so they talk to us directly and tell us tell us something um i'm i'm very grateful and thank you for 50 episodes thank you matt for being you and allowing me to sit here with you and talk some stupidity and watch movies that sometimes we both love we both hate or you know interchange <laughs> thank you Sixto, for your kind words thank you for being a part of my podcast what? Two friends in a movie with Matt featuring <laughs> Sixto. Man, that's not what happened. It, that's what's on tape, man. That's, that's what's not on what, tape. It's not what's on tape. It is. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you, Sixto, for coming up with the idea to do this. Um, I'm very happy we got to do 50 episodes. I hope we get to do yeah, 50 more. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, hopefully soon we do this in person, get off the Zoom. Uh, uh, but hopefully. we'll figure that out when it comes along. Thank you for all the listeners. Yes. We don't really do this for you because it's only like a one and a half of you. <laughs> but we love you anyway. Yes. Uh, and, and thank you for always stopping by. Sandy. Thank, stop it. Thank you for giving us a chance to talk to you. It's rainy today, but in your mind, it could be a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, um, Freddy got fingered, six stars. Ooh. Go watch Borat 2. Yes. Cue the music. Two friends in a movie. 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 X-ray cat. I've got superpowers. I can see through wooden doors with my X-ray vision. Wooden doors. 
I can see the criminal on the other side. He can't see me, and he's committing crime. I come along and say, I can see you. He said, you can't see me. I say, yes, I can. With my X-ray. X-ray cat. You can't get me. You can't get me. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. See a little... The bananas. I know a banana. Liver jobs. Telephone repairman. Guy came and said... You want a job here? And he said, yeah, I want to get jobs, telephone paramedics. So you got the job! You got the job, buddy! <laughs> and then the beavers came. The beavers started yelling at another beaver. The beavers started yelling at the other beaver. He said, you're stupid.